0: in ukraine and joseph lindsley has been doing some traveling hello to you joseph you're in kiev today what's the situation there
1: bob hello yes i'm here in the ukrainian capital a snowy day and uh last night i boarded the train from Harkiv station uh took the overnight train and it really is comfortable you get your own room and uh you can't you know hear the alarms on the train so you can get a good night's sleep um, at the uh, at the entrance to the station The soldiers were so happy That there was an American uh, About to board the train That they insisted on carrying my gear uh, Onto the train And I was talking with the, the staff Aboard the train And they're still very proud of the fact That President Biden uh, Rode one of their trains And so they like to call They, they like to say for uh, for one day There was Rail Force One
0: <laughs> uh,
1: Here in Ukraine And, uh, and then everyone was so full of gratitude uh, Earlier in the day in Harkiv, uh, I was showing around some American friends uh, who worked for prominent uh, media in the, United, in, in the United States. And we went into that neighborhood of North Saltivka, uh, which has been so heavily damaged. And uh, we went into uh, one of the buildings that's been largely bombed out, uh, you know, climbing up seven floors uh, of steps. Uh, much, much of those steps are covered with uh, debris and glass. And within uh, one of those apartments, there, there was a, a guy still living and the scene was like there was a painting by Vincent Van Gogh called The Potato Eaters of Peasants in a very dark uh, place. Um, uh, the Potato Peelers, sorry, um, in a dark room. And that's what I felt like. There were several people uh, in this one little dark room, uh, the only place where there was any heat, and uh, just gathered around just passing the time in what used to be uh, you know, their, their their lovely neighborhood and, and their building. And, and then uh, uh, one of the neighbors came in and was describing – Uh, that horrible time a year ago when uh, during the shelling, he was uh, helping his wife and daughter escape. And I said, you know, did did you find the right moment? And he said, no, we just decided we couldn't wait anymore, and we just fled. Uh, And so it is nice to see that, you know, things are calmer there now, uh, but at the same time, you know, all the shattered lives. Uh, And then after that, we went uh, with these reporters to a a fancy restaurant in Kharkiv, and it's just a contrast, uh, you know, just a few blocks away, really. Uh, And so in that you can see the resilience, uh, but also the ongoing difficulties here. Uh, Today has been uh, unusual because the the, the skies have been calm. You know, it's still it's been quite a while now, a couple of weeks since since Russia has launched a nationwide uh, missile attack. Uh, But we have very unusually today had uh, three nationwide air alarms uh, already today. Uh, The last one just ended about half an hour ago. This is very unusual. So there's some some new level of alertness or panic uh, in the air. And then, meanwhile, of course, uh, in addition to the regular shelling, of uh, places like Nikopol, uh, in Kherson uh, and Zaporizhia, uh, there uh, and also in Kharkiv region, uh, Bakhmut remain. Uh, there's very intense fighting. Uh, some reports say in five different directions, and uh, there is a, we're trying to figure out if Ukraine is maybe gathering reinforcements uh, in in surrounding towns and trying to uh, reinforce Bakhmut. Uh, there's some idea that that might be happening, but it's still is difficult to know what exactly is going on. And amid all this, I think one of the big topics here in Ukraine, uh, there was a, a video that's been circulating of a Ukrainian soldier who was a, a POW uh, held by the Russians, held by the Wagner Group. His name was Tim- Timofey Shadura. And in this video, he's casually smoking a cigarette uh, in the prisoner of war camp, and uh, the, the Russians are filming him. And he says very calmly, Slava Ukraini, and then in the next scene, they shoot him, uh, hmm. which it seems like it was quite, he did, you know, quite unexpected. And, and they killed him. Uh, and so once again, we see this, you know, the Russians try to share this as a sign of why everyone should be afraid of them. But more and more, it shows people why they can't, you know, the civilized world cannot let Russia win.
0: Hmm, terrible and when i hear you say you're on the train and uh, you enjoyed the fact that you can't hear the alarms while you're on the train i'm thinking that if that's me i'm more nervous than ever because i don't know if there's an alarm going off how do you do that
1: (laughs) yeah you just you don't know and usually you know in the middle of the country as you're traveling through the wild steppes of ukraine you don't have a service in your phone uh so there's no way to know what's going on and uh yeah, it, it could be nerve wracking, but I think also after, especially because I was in Kharkiv for over a month. Uh, you know, you hear so many alarms there. It really was nice to have, you know, just to have a night knowing uh, that it's going to be pe- more peaceful and quiet. And when you're sort of in between the cities, um, I mean, being in Kharkiv, you, you you do feel more of a target. And you know, up until bef- two weeks ago, uh, really, so through much of January and early February. Uh, it's hard to remember now, but every other day, uh, there were massive, uh, there were missile strikes on the center of our Uh, and I can still hear the echoes of that, although they're, they're, they're fading a bit. Uh, it was a very intense period and now we have this strange time of calm. And so when you have some calm, you seize the opportunity to, to get some rest.
0: I guess so. You'll enjoy this email from one of our listeners, Hi, Bob and Joe. Thanks for your continued reporting on Ukraine. Since I have some firsthand knowledge of the situation, I can tell you that Joseph's commentary regarding Bakhmut was spot on. I just returned from London. We were there when President Biden made his surprise visit to Kiev. I can tell you that the support for Ukraine is substantial in London. Many Ukrainian flags fly in London, including over official UK buildings. They are much closer to the situation geographically and understand the great harm to humanity that a brutal totalitarian regime can pose to freedom, liberty, and a sovereign nation. Keep up the great reporting, John Russert from Chicago. And you've you've mentioned uh, England a few times uh, when you talk about uh, what could happen if if the Russians aren't stopped here.
1: Yeah, well, thank you, John, for, for that letter. Uh, actually, uh, the UK uh, has originally they were going to send. I think it was fourteen of their. Um, top tanks to Ukraine, they've doubled that number now to 28. And so they're they're actually, you know, increasing support. Uh, And uh, a lot of this is, you know, Boris Johnson, when he was Prime Minister, was one of the first, I think, probably the first high stature uh, global leader to come to Ukraine. And so the uh, the UK has been uh, a key part of this. And incidentally, uh, before uh, before the February 24th invasion, a year ago, for the preceding three years, uh, the leading foreign cadet, at uh, the Royal Military Academy at uh, San- Sandryhurst, I think is the name, uh, was a Ukrainian uh, hmm. for, for during, uh, going back to 2019. Uh, so, um, incidentally, uh, Ukraine, but, you know, the Brits were uh, re- recognizing and respecting uh, Ukrainian uh, uh, warriorship, uh, and and and, the, and Ukrainians were getting training from the Brits, and so there is this, this deep connection.
0: Here, here's another message I want to share with you. It was a text. I found it interesting. Uh, With a friend of mine who just got back from spending two months in Thailand and Cambodia and Vietnam to make mention that those countries are full of Russians who left Russia waiting for the war to be over. He spent last year in the same countries for the same amount of time and said uh, there were not any Russians that he can remember like he saw a year later. All younger people. Interesting, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah, we've seen, uh, heard stories of this exodus from Russia, and then. The, but the question is, you know, do, um, when, when they are, when Russians are in exile, do, you know, do they feel any responsibility? Uh, and and you know, it, it, so far they've been pretty quiet. There aren't massive protests, and uh, and that's that's where you have to look at. There has to be a, some kind of societal reckoning, and you know, uh, you know, are people responsible for the government? Uh, uh, and I, really, I think more than that is. I think Ukraine shows people and also Taiwan, which is in the news today, because China's talking once again about how they want to control Taiwan. But Taiwan and Ukraine, I think, show the world that people can have agency. If you choose to be free, uh, it's going to be tough, but, but it's possible to, to achieve that. And, and maybe one day uh, people in Russia can, can also experience the same, but they have to have an, an initiative in their hearts.
0: Mm-hmm. Joseph, is there a feeling there in Kiev that uh, since the Russians failed and it's uh, been widely talked about how uh, Putin thought he could uh, get that city uh, quickly now that that hasn't happened, is there a general sense that uh, you're safe there in Kiev now?
1: It feels very different from Kharkiv. Uh, you Kharkiv know, feels much more like a city at war because you can see the damage everywhere. Uh, you see more military presence. Uh, it's full of volunteers from all over the world. You see license plates from all over the world and very beat up vehicles that have recently been in Bakhmut or Kupiansk. Uh, so you feel much closer to the war in Kharkiv. And here, you see life is, um, you know, in many ways. Besides the alarms, is uh, is 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 vigorous and and like it was uh, uh, in many ways before the war. Uh, so, and so, actually, you can see some of that. I, that video we talked about yesterday with the rabbi singing. I, mm-hmm. I didn't post it yesterday, but it's now posted at UkrainianFreedomNews.com. And in that video, as he walks around, you can see the energy uh, of the city, uh, even amid some of the signs of the war.
0: We'll check that out and also post it at WGNRadio.com. Joseph Lindsley in Kiev today. Stay safe, Joe, and we'll talk at this time tomorrow.
1: Thank you, Bob. Until tomorrow.